What's up guys? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> What's going on guys? Um, it will be the 1st of December tomorrow and that's pretty crazy to me. I feel like I've had a super stressful year which has made it go by really fast and at the same time really slow. Um, I am excited to finish this year strong. Um, I'm excited for Christmas. I am excited for the new year and just what's to come uh, in the new year. So in this episode, we are on episode six. Um, I'm thinking about doing something special um, for episode 10, which should come seven, eight, nine. So February 1st um, would be episode 10. Um, I'm thinking about doing something cool and um, yeah, I just gotta think about it. So make sure you follow me on Instagram, Jesse Jane's Way and Fear of Expectation. That's where I'll be posting. I'm wanting to do some sort of giveaway or just something fun. I don't know, let's do something fun for 10 episodes. Anyways, so today we are focusing on something that's called hyper-independence. Literally, hadn't heard of it. Didn't know of it, obviously looked into it, and I'm like, holy shit, that's 100% me. Um, obviously, if you've Googled it before you tuned in today, um, hyper-independence is obviously a, it's going to be a result of like a trauma, right? So hyper-independence is a result of some sort of trauma, whether it was some childhood trauma, um, trauma from a relationship, car accident, anything, right? An injury, a surgery. So any sort of trauma where essentially your brain goes into survival mode, right? So your brain transitions into survival mode in any sort of traumatic experience. And hyper-independence is almost the point where your brain just never turned it off. So it does stem from some sort of trauma, um, mentally, emotionally, physically. So I'm excited to kind of go into all this with you guys and dissect it with you. And it's very interesting to me just because of the dynamic and the definition and everything that kind of goes along with that. When you're your independence goes into an unhealthy extreme. So with that being said, there's different layers of that. Um, there's the inability to ask for help in situations that are critical to asking for help, right? You're rock bottom or whatever the case may be. Um, so that is one of the biggest signs, obviously, of hyper-independence. When you are overwhelmed at home or work with the workload, whether it's, you know, you've got piles of laundry, you need to take the trash out, dishes need to be done, laundry needs to be folded, all of these things, right? We become so hyper-independent that maybe, you know, you only like the dishes going in the dishwasher a specific way, so you just refuse to ask for help with the anticipation 
of it not being done right or not done to your standards or you being let down because you've asked 18 times for it to be done and it doesn't be done. So then you create this hyper-independence and you just do everything yourself because you don't want the feeling of being let down. And obviously there's minor episodes and there's major episodes. Another one is... And I can relate to this one and my mother can tell you that this is absolutely true. Is So like frequent burnouts or breakdowns um, is another sign of hyper-independence where you're essentially taking on too much and it piles and it piles and it piles and it piles and then you break and you collapse and your body kind of shuts down and it's like, I need a break. Just because you don't need a break, I need a break. And that might be crying in the shower or calling your mom be like, I'm not okay. I need you to kind of talk me down off the ledge. Not actually, but I'm probably going to erase that out. Um, but you know, calling up your mom and being like, you know, I need you to just tell me it's going to be okay. And I do this. I still don't ask for help. All I say is I just need you to tell me that I'm okay. And that gets me through it. But I'm learning with the research and the knowledge that I'm gathering with this is that, you know, I'm learning about myself. I'm learning how to reverse a lot of this anxiety that I hold inside because I have that fear of being let down constantly. So it's hard for me to trust. So this hyper-independence can transpire into relationships. And by all means, my hyper-independence has always been correct, right? Like I've, I've done the things to avoid being let down, knowing that I'm essentially already being let down. So I just continue to do things anyways. Um, but so with that being said, is you're going to avoid putting yourselves in these relationships again because you're going to acknowledge that hyper-independence and you're going to learn how to say no and you're going to learn how to set boundaries and build healthy communication and build healthy trust to where, you know, you won't be afraid to open up to somebody about your past or about experiences because you're going to find someone that's not going to hold that against you. Right? Another huge form of hyper-independence is you are not secretive, but you withhold information in fear that someone's just going to use that to manipulate you or use it against you, um, which has happened to me way too many times in my life to where, and, and we've got to trust our gut instinct, right? So red flags are showing this and that, you know, and you're just like, oh, I like him. I'm going to confide in him. I'm telling secrets. Uh, it's almost 2023. The internet is savage. So until you have built that trust, oh my God, I'm doing it again. See, I'm working on my hyper-independence. But it's the red flags and it's the um, acknowledgement of who you're talking to and both of you building the trust within each other and then being able to be yourself essentially and ask for help and separate the workloads. Another big uh, characteristic trait for hyper-independence in a relationship is the inability to handle neediness, right? So if we have a partner that requires a lot of attention or you feel... Um, 
you know, might be too clingy or whatever the case may be. It's a huge, huge burden to us hyper-independent people because we look at it as another chore. It's another obstacle. It's something else that I have to do, right? When we've already been inundated with workloads, it's almost like we've stripped and drained ourselves of the capability of relationship expectations. Um, so acknowledging and correcting that is going to set you up for not only a healthier lifestyle, but healthier relationships and healthier friendships. When I have a lot on my plate and I feel that inability to ask for help and I feel that breaking point, I've got this weird shit in my head that's like, you know what? I think you can take a little bit more. And I physically take on more, not physically, like I actually decide to take on more when I'm inundated. It's almost like I continue to try to push my boundaries to see how far I can take it. It's almost like you ever doing the dishes, right? And you flip on the kitchen sink and you go and you rinse the bubbles off your hands. And at that point, the water is fucking scorching hot. And then you tell yourself, you're like, was it that hot or was I just not expecting it? And then you go in for a second go and you're like, nope, it was definitely fucking scorching hot. That's what I do in my brain when I'm just completely over the top overloaded. And it's not healthy. I recognize that. I recognize that it's okay to ask for help. Have I done it yet? Nope, but we're working on it. I just, I mean, obviously, yes, I've done a lot of research for you guys and I'm trying to pass this along, but I do encourage you, look it up, right? Look up the hyper-independence, look up what it means, how it works, and look even deeper, right? Like things like this and topics like this that I'm going over, you know, I'm not trying to make my podcast surface level. I'm trying to dig. I'm trying to make people uncomfortable. I'm trying to get people to learn about themselves and invest in themselves. And these types of practices can break generational curses. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know my mom went through trauma. I know my mom's mom went through trauma. I definitely know my dad went through trauma. You know, so I'm inheriting trauma. I know that I went through massive amounts of trauma with both my pregnancies. So I need to recognize that on making sure that that's corrected within my children and that they're educated. I mean, I, I don't know about you guys who now that I've mentioned all of these characteristic traits, you're like, holy shit, maybe I'm fucking hyper-independent too, right? But like, I don't know about y'all, but like, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. And it's going to take time, right? Because we've got pride that gets in the way. We have ego. We've got survival mode. We've got people, right? We've been burned and burned and burned and lied to and burned. And you're just like, fuck, I just don't like anybody. And that's okay too, right? But if you get to the point where you don't like fucking anybody kind of rely on family or people that you consider family or like your one person that you can go to or say fuck everybody and just go start seeing your therapist, fix yourself 
And then once you are at that humble energy, then you're going to start attracting that humble energy, right? Like they say you are what you eat. That is a much bigger statement than we actually acknowledge. You are what you eat. You are who you surround yourself with. You are what you listen to, what you believe in. It becomes who you are, right? So I know there's a pattern in my life with the people that are in my life. When I say people, the men that I have had in my life, right, is there's a pattern, right? I'm this hyper-independent and I want to fix the world. You know what I'm saying? And I have recognized with a lot of work that I've done the past, let's call it eight months, right? I have learned that once I correct me and the way I think and the way I live, then I will start attracting who is meant to be in my presence, who's meant to be part of my soul once I've acknowledged and remember episode one, accept, correct, and let go. Yes, we're learning. We are learning. We are correcting. We are acknowledging. The first step is saying it out loud, right? But the second step is actually correcting it. I know so many women that think it's so cute to be like, I'm damaged. Like, I'm crazy. I'm this. I'm not. That's not cute. We're too old for that. Let's be the, I want to be the best version of myself. That, that's my goal. And can I say I've never said those things? No, I absolutely used to say those things. And, you know, I hear people sometimes talk so negatively about themselves. And it blows my mind because... I mean, you are what you speak into existence, right? And it's okay for me to say, yes, 100%, I suffer from hyper-independence. But I'm sitting here saying, I want to correct it. I want to change. And I want to kind of shift the energy of the world and be like, it's cool to be normal, right? Like, I think we've gotten so overstimulated with drama and negativity that it's like we forget that it it's kind of cool to not have drama and to figure ourselves out and to work on ourselves and to want that in other people, right? Now, am I always going to be self-sufficient? Absolutely. But hyper-independence isn't taking the independence away. Like, we can be independent, badass women, right? But there's boundaries. If you are in desperate need of help, ask, right? 
You can't mount a 70-inch TV by yourself, right? You need help. Let's, let's start changing the dynamic, right? Let's stop being so trendy and let's get, let's get back to our roots and back to our individuality and back to trusting and loving and opening up about struggles and how to correct them rather than boasting and bragging about how fucked up you are. Like, it's time to level up. But I'm going to wrap it up. Thank you guys. Um, this was awesome. Episode six. I love you guys. I hope you all have a wonderful day and you're awesome and I love you and thanks for being here with me. Bye.